Good morning, everybody. It's great to see so many out church, and welcome to everyone also joining us online. Uh, just a reminder, the service is live streamed. Especially welcome to our friends from the Renfrewshire Young Farmers today. Uh, you're more than welcome. When so much of the world seems lost, may we search for the good yet to be found. Let's just refocus our lives on God, committing ourselves in this time of harvest. Let's just join our voices in praise for our first hymn as our harvest offerings are brought forward. 229, we plough the fields and scatter.
we very nearly perfectly timed the, the hymn today. Normally you need the next few verses, but that was great. Thank you, everybody. Our opening prayer will be read to us by Frankie Greenwood. Lord God of the harvest, we gather before you this morning thankful for the food on our table, the abundance of produce growing in our fields and the abundance of goods available to us to purchase in our shops. Lord of all nations, we gather before you this morning thankful that most of us here have never known real hunger, but reminded that for many hunger and famine is all they have known. God and creator of the oceans and seas, the farmlands and forests and of all creatures, we give you thanks for the abundant harvest that your created world produces, for the animals and organisms that balance our ecosystem to maintain that abundance. We come mindful that we may not always give our world the respect it deserves so that all may share in its produce. And mindful of the difference we can make to become responsible stewards of the world through our own personal actions. Merciful God, we come conscious that we often focus on the things we, we think we lack in the world and do not notice the needs of others with whom we could share the things we do have. We gather thankful that your word reminds us to notice, to serve, to share, to love, and that you show us mercy and patience when we fail to do this. God of the kind-hearted and generous. We gather grateful for those who reach out to their fellow human beings, supporting, encouraging, caring for, and offering food and shelter, and a place of safety and refuge. We gather thankful for those who pour so much time and effort into running food banks and shelters across our nation, the volunteers that give freely of their time, and those who generously donate. Knowing God, we gather knowing that you know us, our hearts and our minds, and thankful that you desire to make us whole, to be those who truly love our neighbour, and for your generous spirit that moves our hearts and hands to be those that make a difference. Hear us as we join together with the Church Universal in the words of our Lord saying, Our Father, amazing display of food we've got here and I think we have to give a special thanks to Gillian Smith and Laura Dunlop and anyone else who's involved in making the church look so nice this morning. Can everybody sing that? <laughs> I was actually feeling a bit peckish and then Janice told me that all the biscuits were counted so but you know Janice it's just as well because is anyone else anyone fancy a snack? Anyone else hungry? Anyone like pizza? Well, that's 
thought we'd have a wee pizza this morning. Um, we love pizza in our house, so um, let's just see how many slices I've got. Well, just as well, I brought something else this morning. I thought, why not we just make a pizza, you know? It's, how hard can it be? Does anyone know what you need to make pizza? Can anyone tell me? Matthew. Flour, yes, and water. Who else? You in? Tomatoes. Grace. Cheese, yes. Harry? Pesto. Harry likes a fancy pizza. Anyone else? Alexander? I'm a, I'm a, I can't agree with you there, Alexander. I just don't like pineapple on pizza. Anyway, well, that's, all, that's good. You've mentioned everything we need to make pizza, so I've got flour. And I've got milk to make the cheese. I've got some olive oil. I've got tomato sauce. And I've got some mixed herbs. So who wants a slice? R- Rosie, tell me that's not pizza. Why is that not pizza? They've not made it yet. On the packet. So what, did, what would we need to do? Take all the stuff out and actually make it. You're quite right. I'm afraid. I'm sorry if I've disappointed anyone. And it's true. All these things that we've got here, all the things that we've brought today, whether it's wheat bits or shortbread, all started life. Not even just as a bag of flour, but as wheat in the fields. We can see all that. Um, around us in, in the, the village and the cows that produce the milk. So we're here today to think about all the work that goes into making all these things that allow us to have delicious things like pizza and shortbread and all these other things here. And you know, making up this pizza is a bit like church, you know? We've got buildings and we've got Bibles and we've got organs and we've got lecterns. But without the people... We're a bit like the cooking process. You know, without us here, church doesn't happen properly as well. So that's what we're going to talk to the adults about later. Now, we're going to sing our next hymn, which is Morning Has Broken. And after that, the younger ones in the Sunday club are going to go through. And we've set you a little challenge to make a nice harvest poster for us. And you're going to bring it back and show everybody at the end what you've been working on. All right? So we'll sing our next hymn. 12, morning has broken.
our intimations this morning. Uh, the food bank will be uh, open again at the West Halls between 10 and 12 and 7 to 8 on Tuesday. Next Sunday, uh, 25th, uh, will be led by the Women's Guild, and we're looking forward to them leading our worship. Now, I'm not, is tea and coffee happening after the service today? Yes, so there's tea and coffee today after the service. Um, once the, the Sunday club is cleared away, so about 10 past 12, will be available in the lower hall. Um, as we've been intimating the last couple of weeks, we do hope to have a carnival uh, next year, uh, in May 2023, uh, but we desperately need volunteers, um, or it really can't happen, so um, anyone who's interested in being involved uh, in any way, big or small, if you could speak to um, Jim McLaughlin. Jim, can you put your hand up? Where are you, Jim? He's right up the back. Um, or Gary, who's back next week as well. Um, I wasn't able to go, but I think the luxury breakfast autumn special was a very big success. Definitely when we, uh, Caroline told me this morning that a very, very good sum of £520 net was raised for our partners in Mwandi. So thank you very much to anyone who's involved. <laughs> Caroline also tells me there's some cheese and cold meat for sale at the back. So if you haven't got anything for your lunchtime sandwich, you can maybe get that on the way out. Um, the local outreach team are once again coordinating the collection of newborn winter clothing for the Simon Community and Lodging House Mission. Collections will take place in October on the 11th, 18th and 25th. It's a bit earlier than we normally do it. Further details about how you can donate and also what items uh, in particular these organisations will be seeking will be shared in the near future, so probably next couple of weeks. Um, the creche is very short of volunteers to look after our younger children. Um, one of these things, the more people who volunteer, the less you have to do, or the less frequently you have to do it. So if you feel you're able to help, even on a very occasional basis, you can speak to Diane Gray or the minister, or if you can speak to me after the service, uh, your help would be very much appreciated. Um, we're still collecting for the Christian Aid Disasters Emergency Appeal for Pakistan following the dreadful recent floods. You can give online, uh, but there's also a box at the back of the church, um, and or you can see Caroline. Um, finally, I would like to thank uh, Jan Anderson. Jan is playing the organ for us this morning at somewhat short notice. Unfortunately, Peter uh, went to Edinburgh and caught COVID. He wasn't at St. Giles, but he did catch COVID, so we hope or hope Peter gets well soon. But thank you very much, for Jan, for stepping in at short notice. Please keep the work of the church uh, in your prayers. Our Old Testament reading will be read to us by Stephen Miller from the Remsham Young Farmers. Thank you, Stephen. Our Old Testament reading comes from the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 8, reading verses 7 to 18. For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land, a land with brooks and streams and deep springs gushing out into the valleys and hills, a land a land with wheat and barley, vines and fig trees, pomegranates, olive oil and honey. A land where bread will not be scarce, and you will lack nothing. A land where the rocks are iron, and you can dig copper out of the hills. When you have eaten and are satisfied, praise the Lord, your God, for the good land he has given you. Be careful that you do not forget the Lord, your God, failing to observe his commands, his laws, and his decrees that I am giving you this day. Otherwise, when you eat and are satisfied, when you build fine houses and settle down, 
And when your herds and flocks grow large, and your silver and gold increase, and all you have is multiplied, then your heart will become proud, and you will forget the Lord your God, who brought you out of, out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. He led you through the vast and dreadful wilderness, that thirsty and waterless land, with its venomous snakes and scorpions. He brought you water out of hard rock. He gave you manna to eat in the wilderness, something your ancestors has never known, to humble and test you so that in the end it might go well with you. You may say to yourself, My power and the strength of my hands have produced this wealth for me. But remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the ability to produce your wealth. And so confirms his covenant, which he swore to your ancestors as it is today. Amen. The choir will now sing the anthem, Green was the Earth.
New Testament reading will be read for us by Megan Alexander and Henry Gravnick from the Bible class. Gospel reading is from Mark chapter 4, reading verses 1 to 9 and 26 to 34, the parable of the sower. Again, Jesus began to teach by the lake. The crowd that gathered around him was so large that he got into a boat and sat in it out on the lake, while all the people were along the, sh- the shore at the water's edge. He taught them many things by parables, and in his teaching said, Listen, a farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns which grew up and choked the plants, so that they did not bear grain. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up, grew, and produced a crop, some multiplying thirty, some sixty, some a hundred times. Then Jesus said, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. The parable, of, the parable of the golden seed. They also said, This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up. The seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain, first the stalk, then the head, then the full carna on the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he lets the circle to it because the harvest has come. The parable of the mustard seed. Again he said, What shall we say to the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds in us. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the, the birds can perch in the shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with his own disciples, he said, he explained everything. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Suzanne, and the choir for the anthem, and to Stephen, Megan, and Henry for everything. Our next hymn is 230, Praise God for the Harvest of Orchard and Field.
if any of our older boys and girls have seen this picture before. Have you got any idea why the west side of, the, of Great Britain is a different color to the east side? Anyone know or have a thought? This photo was taken in July this year. Anyone got an idea? Megan? Because the lack of rain. So this was the effect, a very visual effect of the drought around the world this year. Even in Scotland, a country not famed for its dryness, water scarcity became critical with the Environment Protection Agency suspending what's called abstraction licenses, meaning farms could not take water from rivers. This affected the Tweed, the Dee, the Don, the Almond, the Forth, and the Tay. Worrying times for farmers and growers across the east side of the UK. Now, harvest is rightly a time when we thank God for the great abundance of the harvest, and we should be very grateful for all manner of things, from those that work in the fields and on the sea, but also those in factories, mines, laboratories, ports, stores, and many other areas of life. We must also reflect upon the cost of turning out increased production and greater yields. Harvest is also a time for thinking about all that has been produced and the huge effort that goes into production and the stress for those involved. In Deuteronomy, we learn about the responsibility given to us by God to care for creation and the boundaries that God places on our actions. In the Garden of Eden, God gave Adam and Eve much to do, working to care for creation, but he commanded that they should not eat of the tree of knowledge, boundaries placed on their behavior. Just because they were able to eat did not mean that they should. Today we are faced with the same choices, expected to work, to produce, and yet there are restrictions placed upon what we should do, perhaps. Our agricultural methods, our industrial processes, our economic systems, all of these have a price. Other people around the world and our own natural environment can suffer as a result of our overconsumption. Harvest is a wonderful time of year, but perhaps now than ever more before, it's time to ask ourselves about the cost of this overconsumption. Inequality, poverty, global warming, and the associated weather problems of fire, drought, and flood that we've seen all too well recently. As Christians, we must seek to understand the sometimes terrible cost of our harvesting of the world's resources. Humankind is the architect of some terrible damage done to the earth, and our capability to do this increases every year. The destruction of rainforests in Brazil and Southeast Asia to grow soya that feeds cattle or palm trees to oil has a huge effect on the world's climate. Drying up of rivers and lakes as we extract water without thought of the consequences for life or human needs. And over-intensive farming methods can often cause damage through use of chemicals. Our desire for cheap fuel to power increased production and satisfy consumer needs affects global warming as well, which could have drastic consequences for our future. Predictions for weather for 2050 are actually happening already. This is the background on which we celebrate harvest. 
As Christians, we can't ignore our responsibility to engage and share in debates about the cost of the harvest. The answers are often as difficult as the questions posed. But what is clear is that just because technology or science can do something doesn't mean that it should. There are trees with forbidden fruit still out there in the world, and the voice of Christian people should be heard when it's proposed that society should eat from them. But our parable this morning, the parable of the sower and the parable of the mustard seed, should really encourage us. We should try not to be too disheartened about the condition of God's kingdom, the condition of the church, the condition of our country, or the world. These are parables that can serve to inspire us. As we reflect on the small side of the seed, the smallest of the seeds, we should be inspired to recognize that there are many small things which we can do to play our part in the growth of God's kingdom. No deed is too small or insignificant. Only this week, the BBC reported on a remarkable transformation of a former agricultural site in Dorset. Previously, the some 450 acre of arable field had suffered from high levels of fertilizer, herbicides, and pesticides, making little space for species to thrive, essentially a dead land. After only one year of allowing natural re- regeneration change, there's an extraordinary transformation in this land. Staff and volunteers have since recorded more than 1,300 species at the site, including cuckoos, windchat, nightjar, and yellowhammers, all bird species at risk, a dramatic increase in butterflies, beetles, bugs, and spiders, alongside rare grasses and wildflowers. Like the parable of the grower, allowing nature to take the lead as much as possible offers a blueprint for more sustainable land use to tackle the climate and ecological crisis. God's creation has power within it to regenerate, and small acts can have dramatic consequences. In our own lives, these small acts too are important, like words of encouragement and comfort which you make to another person, deeds of kindness and consideration, all of these things are important. This should inspire us that the things which we do day by day do really matter. For it is in these small acts that God's kingdom takes shape. Amen. And may God add his blessing to this interpretation of this holy book. We continue our worship with hymn 231, For the Fruits of All Creation.
offering for God's work will now be uplifted. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you have given us riches beyond measure. We can only return a fraction of what we owe you. But we ask, Lord, that you will bless our offerings and help us to use them wisely in your service and for your glory. Amen. Our intercession prayer takes a slightly different shape today. Uh, Laura is going to sing some verses from Jesus Christ, the apple tree. And between these verses, the Sunday Club are going to read our prayer. But I wonder if the younger ones are about to come through. Um, can we just check? I don't want them to come through while we're looking at this.
generous God, at this harvest time we thank you for all the good things you give us. As we thank you for our food, we remember all those who do not have enough for even one proper meal each week. Lord bless all those who suffer because of the good of others. Help us to share the harvest of the world more fairly, so everyone can be fed and there will be no more salvation. We pray for the work of Lancashire Food Bank and all those who provide food for those in need. We pray for the homeless and those who depend on charity to survive. Lord of the Harvest, here I pray. Time, we thank you for the hard work of all those who grow, protect, and prepare our food. We pray for farmers, shepherds, and all of those um, who work the land to produce our food. We also pray for those who fish and harvest the fruits of the sea. We pray for Food scientists, processors, transfer workers, and all those who make our food safe. Bless all those, Lord, who do not earn a fair day's pay for their hard work, both at home and in other countries. Help those in power to support sustainable food production and that protects the land and ensures communities around the world to get a fair deal for what they produce and uh, reduce global poverty. Lord of the harvest, hear our prayer. harvest time, we thank you for the world we see around us, for the flowers, the trees, and the animals. Bless all those who care for them, Lord. Help us to protect your creation by being careful how, about how we use your resources to ensure there is enough wildlife 
to protect our biodiversity and maintain the ecological balance of the countryside. We are conscious of so much that we get wrong. So we give thanks for your grace and patience with us when we fail to look after your world as we should. Lord of the harvest, we hear your prayer. harvest time we ask for your blessing on our families, friends and neighbours and on those who are sick. We pray for those whose lives have been gathered into our presence, whose work here is done. We pray especially for our late Queen Elizabeth. We pray for our King and all those in power. Give them wisdom to gather to govern our just things. Help us to recognise how all life is connected and the important scheme good stewards of the land and your creation which you have entrusted to us. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son and Saviour Jesus Christ. Lord of the harvest, hear us. Thank you very much to Laura and to our Sunday club for that very, very moving prayer. Uh, the sound has vanished from next door. So I think what we'll do is we'll start to sing our final hymn, and maybe we'll get some visitors doing that. Um, after the final hymn, we might see something from the Sunday club, and then there'll be a word of benediction to threefold our men, and then we'll sing, Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. Our final hymn is 233, Come, You Thankful People, Come.
this looks amazing. James, you grab a corner and we'll lift it up so the people at the back can see. Amazing harvest work. Well done, everybody. Big round of applause for the Sunday project. And now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Thank you.